You are listening to the Mother Crushers podcast with CA and Corey. So pull up your high-waisted yoga pants, ladies. Let's do it. It's highly inappropriate, Corey. <laughs> These late night podcasts are just like Here we go. insanity. Is this, is this it? Are we doing this? Okay. 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 Well, hey, girl. Hey, sister. Hey. hey. <laughs> what you been up to? I'm so tired because it's like 8 o'clock p.m. It's so later late. than that now. I can't. Is it? Check. It's probably almost 9. Is it almost 9? No, it's 8.40, y'all. I'm so Gosh. tired. Leave we should be in bed. Um, Hi, friends. Hello. We, I, we both have talked about how we feel like we've neglected you lately because both Carolyn and I are in like the busiest season of our life right now. I am a photographer. And I can tell you I am, I posted this on Facebook. I'm shoulder deep in it right now, guys. Like I'm Because it's fall. It. It's fall season. Everybody wants fall photos. Except Everybody. Me. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, when's the last time you had your family photos done? Last time I did it, which was like three years ago. I don't even, I just don't care. Well, you, you know, should. I'm just over it. Like, I just don't care to try and do the whole fancy process. I figure my best friend's a photographer. At some point, I'll be able to use you. Yeah. When you're not so busy, you got to learn to say no. She's like, you're knee deep in that. I'm knee deep in being all like famous and stuff. I'm signing books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so busy signing books right now. <laughs> celebrity life. Um, yeah, it's been traveling nonstop and I'm just tired. I'm yeah. exhausted. I think everybody sure. can probably see that. Seeing like a different side of me this week because I'm just so freaking. I think everybody could probably also relate to that, you know? Like, it doesn't, you don't have to be like signing books or being a photographer to feel this way. Like, there is so much on our plates right now. Yeah, it's just how much. It's just tiring. And what's funny, okay, so today I was on Facebook and I was just being silly, I was just being sarcastic. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm so busy. And the the silliest things keep happening to me. Like I told a client, I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be 10 minutes late. Please forgive me. I was freaking out because I left my camera at my mom's house the night before because we had a birthday party for one of my kids. And so she was like, Oh, it's fine. No worries. I'm on my way to my mom's house. I'm driving. I'm driving. I get there and I'm like in like panic mode. Like I have to get I have to get my camera and get back to where we're doing these photos as quick as possible. And then it hits me. Girl, you bought another camera. (laughs) Girl, you have a backup for this type of situation. I had another camera at home that I could be like legitimately fine with. Like it's the same camera as I normally use for this situation, but I forgot about it. And so it wasn't until I got to my parents' house and my dad's like running out the camera to get to me. <laughs> I was like, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing it. So anyway, uh, that happened. But also today on Facebook, I posted and I was like, you know, oh, it's that time of year again where I can only thank my friend Lexapro <laughs> for getting me through it. And my friend Lexapro is an antidepressant, if you don't know. The Mother and- Crushers podcast is sponsored by Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> it's my anti-anxiety antidepressant drug that I take and and it helps me a lot. So I can tell Corey, you a lot. Corey's on drugs. <laughs> Y'all should know this. Pers- prescribed drugs. But she made sure to get the ones she could drink with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, 
So uh, somebody immediately inboxes me, right? I post that. And and then immediately somebody inboxes me. <laughs> like, I don't know them. I've been, I've been accepting friend requests because I've gotten a lot of women that are following us and they come and ex- they add me on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, you can well, be my friend. Especially since you opened up about your struggle with, you know, depression and everything you dealt with. There's a lot of women who really related to that episode three. That was episode three, I think. And um, I noticed a lot of women yes, responded to that. A lot of people added me and I'm like, come be my friends, girls. Okay. So somebody I didn't know and like DM'd me and they're like, hi, Corey. Thanks for accepting my friend request. I want to, I want to backtrack this and tell you that they have also messaged me before <laughs> and I didn't answer because it, it just gave me a weird vibe. Uh, it was something like, hi, Corey, thanks for accepting my friend request. Like I just said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from. You're cracking yourself. I'm cracking up because it's so funny. <laughs> They're like, I'm from so-and-so. Where are you from? I like to hear where all my friends are from. And I thought, well, you sound creepy. Anyway, so I didn't answer. So then after I post We're that, talking to you, Cheryl. <laughs> I'm going to have to remind me to delete her on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to listen to this. (laughs) Anyway, so I post about like my friend Lexapro, whatever. So I immediately get this message from this chick and she's like, hi, Corey. How are you doing today? I have a patch for that. (laughs) She says, I was wondering if you have a wellness journey you're on. And I, I put like, I know where this is going. Yeah. Right. Like, not today. Not Linda. today, Linda. And so I put like the laughy crying emoji and I Cause said, you were dying laughing. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> I was like, get, get out of here. Get, you and so, you, that's when you give the thumbs up. That's the I should have done that, but I'm too nice for that. Like I cannot do the thumbs up. The thumbs up is like a, it is the ultimate, like a finger. It's a slap in the face on the Facebook. It is your way of saying, I'm done with this conversation. You have a great day. Okay, bye. Yeah, I'm not that person. Like, I can't do it, but you're right. You're right. I always get offended when people, I'm like, fine, I guess we're done talking. Me too. I'm like, what? You're not a nice person. Thank you for that. I've judged you completely on your thumbs up. But anyway, so this chick, like, uh, so I, I do the laughy crying emoji and I say, always, like I'm always on a wellness journey. Always. Always growing. Hashtag personal Always growth. growing. And so she goes, I thought like maybe that would end it, but no, 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 no. She comes back and she's like, oh, really? How I love to talk to people and what they're doing on their wellness journey. And then I can tell them what I'm doing and then maybe they'll buy it from me. Exactly. So I didn't respond. I cut it off. I didn't respond. And you know, this is what I want to talk about. Oh, that's not what you want to talk about? This is what I want to talk about. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) stop trying to sell me stuff in my inbox. All right. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. And I'm here to tell you that. And you should listen. Nobody likes it. I want you, the next time that you're sitting there and you're thinking, hmm, I think I might inbox her to see if she might be interested in what I'm selling. Think about this, Brenda. What if I looked at you, your profile pic, and I sent you an inbox and said, oh, looks like you need an updated profile pic. Mind if I take your photos? So you can update that? They wouldn't get mad at you because that's not an MLM. <laughs> no, they'd be like, well, that's weird. So if you think that's weird, don't inbox me about what you're selling. Oh, hey, I noticed you're looking a little uh, old in your profile pic. I could fix that. I do really great filtered pics. <laughs> It'd be more like young. Like, oh, it looks like your profile pic's outdated. 
You need an upgrade, girl. And then they're thinking, oh, I have it that way for a reason. Thank mm-hmm. you. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, listen, it it's obnoxious. Hey, it, I can't say nothing. I was that obnoxious person. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Whatever. <laughs> it's obnoxious. Like, you yeah. can post about what you're doing. You can post what you're doing all day long. Post it. I don't care. I would never be mad at anybody trying to sell something and they're posting about it on, on their own page on their yeah. newsfeed. If one day I'm like lonely in a corner and I'm like, dude, I need a new wellness journey. I'm going to hit you up, girl, because I know you're selling that. You don't have to come to me. You don't yeah. have to inbox me. Well, I in- um, let's see. I inboxed my whole time friend list, my mom's friend list, my sister friend list. <laughs> They all hated you. They yeah. did. <laughs> but you know, it's called Law of Averages, Corey. Like, <laughs> take your average out of here. I don't want it. Not today. Not today. For every hundred no's is a yes. <laughs> so that no from you got me closer to my yes, sister. You better preach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, look, we all know it's annoying. But I, I also uh, sympathize because I'm, I've done I've done online sales, but I've also had I've been that girl who hustled so hard doing like footwork sales, like door to door. You know, cuss me out to my face. I got to do what I got to do to feed my family. You did that before Facebook was like what Facebook is now. Yeah, though. yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's actually so much people who do it through Facebook if they've never done it. You know, walking door to door and things like that. I have no idea how e- like easy they have it. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, listen, you might tick people off, but you don't have to look them in the face while you're doing it. So it's almost like whatever. It doesn't matter. And then you you kind of have to tick people off for a certain amount of time before you get good at it and you figure out how to do it better. And that's people are kind of like your guinea pigs while you learn how to do it better. Maybe. In that first couple of years. Okay. I could see that somewhere. Yeah. But you know what? I think like it, I said it, I just said it before. Like you post what you're selling, you post how it's benefiting you, maybe how it's benefiting others. People will come to you. No, you, don't, you don't have to <laughs> inbox me and start some fake conversation. Like, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I haven't talked to you for 20 years, but like, girl, I was thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Like your hair. Mm-hmm. Like your hair. <laughs> oh, guess what? I've got some I got shampoo. some <laughs> You know? Like, no. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. These individual conversations are so important. I know they're annoying, but I, I also, like, I, I guess I cut from another side of it. You look, you're like gagging. Um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. They're annoying, but like, you know. You got. You have to. You have to learn how to do it better. And the only way to learn how to do it better is to do it really horribly. And those horrible conversations, like I look back and I used to train people on this because I would look back at like my uh, initial ones that I would send out, and they were so <laughs> generic. Like I literally copied and pasted all of them. Hey, guess what, friend? <laughs> I'm on this new fitness journey. If you want to join me, you know what I mean. And you know, like those were the conversations though that taught me how to look back and realize how I did it wrong. You know, and then I was able to you know, generate more authentic conversations, but you know, it's, it's a learning process. So it's like, I feel you people. I feel you sisters. I know what you're going through. It's tough, but yeah, don't do it. Like Corey just said, don't do it like that. Don't do it <laughs> if like anything, that. y'all can learn from this experience on this podcast. If you're in that kind of, cause look, a lot of moms nowadays, this is their, this is how mm-hmm. they're able to be at home. Here's where I can agree families. to disagree with you though. Like I have done my own businesses. Mm-hmm. Two, in fact, one not successful because <laughs> maybe I wasn't inboxing people enough. <laughs> Which one was it? Rube, like oh, Rube. you know, I yeah. It, 
Yeah. I didn't market it as enough as I should have. Yeah, and you should have inboxed it. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, like, I don't know. Target's Just not inboxing know. us. Like, saying Yeah, but they're like a mass marketing business. You're not. You're an individual but business. Here's the thing. My photography business, I... I've never marketed. I've never paid for sponsorship. I've just shown what I do. Mm-hmm. I've put it out there. And if you like it. Yeah. And it's a, that's a totally different type of business. You know, that's, a, that's your talents, photography. Like this is how you, you know, um, your page, your personal page. And you're, it's also local. You were doing this local within the community. So your friends list was great for that. These kind of businesses, you're not working with people local. You're working with people pretty much just online. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just a different, it's a totally different type of thing. You know what I mean? So like if it, like for me, for example, five years ago, I didn't have any other, I had no idea what I was going to do. I thought I was going to start waiting tables on the weekends. I remember Mm -hmm. telling, I I don't even know if I, we were friends then, weren't we? Were we friends then? Yes. How many years ago? This is, well, true. Goodness gracious. Probably like seven years ago when I was a coach. Yes, we were friends. Yeah, so like that was my only ticket. I tried to babysit your kids. That mm. didn't work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I tried doing like phone calls, customer service from home. That didn't work out because kids and background noise. Um, there was so like so I was like I'm gonna have to wait tables, and then this opportunity came into my lap, and I really enjoyed it, and I actually had a success story, and you know I got healthy, I got much better, I was happier. Do you think your people came from you messaging them in their inboxes or or from your pictures and your success stories from what you posted? Yeah, at first, at my first few people to help me get started and get off the ground and help me learn how to coach better and do it all the wrong ways came from absolutely from messaging people. Um, And then, you know, you learn as you grow and you learn. And I think now it's even harder though, for people starting out because it's been, it's been going on now for a while. It's not a new thing anymore. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of like, yeah, you have to relearn the game. And I think, yeah, like the cold call messages is probably not a thing anymore that people should do. Then it was our really only option to get started. So yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I probably sent you one. And then I got you eventually. You told me no at first. I got you three years later. No, here's so the deal. Like, I, I got that you seed. first. I planted that seed. I dropped the I seed. I planted that you. seed. You I dropped the damn seed into your <laughs> lap, girl. I'm the one that was like, come over and do insanity with me. So I'm yeah. the seed dropper. Yeah, you got you me started. My seed and then you went like haywire with it. I yeah, because like, okay. I like stuck it out. Okay. Did great. <laughs> And got like super freaking fit. <laughs> I could use some of that now. I mean, I didn't even know you could gain weight in your fupa till this last year. I did true. not even know that. I mean, women, it is just not fair. We gain weight literally everywhere. I mean, do, do men gain weight in their like ears? <laughs> Pretty sure my ears look bigger. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, you know what? When your fupa unzips your jeans. <laughs> You know okay. you gotta maybe you I should like the put the pizza rolls away. <laughs> Do you want to know how many pizza rolls I ate last night, girl? Are we did twins? You, did you have pizza rolls? Yes, we are such I twins. Too. I bought like the forty pack because I was like, I want them all. Here's the deal: Mike went to Green Hills. I, we're not trying to endorse Green Hills. He just went there because it's Firehouse. And anyway, uh, they only have the fifteen pack. <laughs> Okay. okay, this is so not going to work for us. Would got- you stop and listen? He bought uh, 
10 of those 15 packs. Oh, let's see, a family of 550. That works out well. Mm-hmm. That's what I do the math in my head. I got home. Okay, I got. I'm legit. Got mad at my girls because I have. You know, I have three. Corey has four. I I had made forty pizza rolls, and I did the math. I was like, okay, that's like six for each of them, <laughs> and like twenty. What is that? Twenty eight for me. Okay, perfect. I I waited too long because I got all caught up in watching the house on Haunted Hill or whatever it's called, Hill House. Oh, and so I got like all wrapped up in that. So I, I waited too long. I was like, girl, don't touch these. They got to cool off. They're hot. Well, like 20 minutes later, I go in there. There was four of them things left. Four, Corey. Four out of 40. I go in there and all my girls look up at me and start grinning ear to ear like, what's wrong, mom? I'm like, <laughs> where's all the pizza rolls that I just cooked and they're like what oh we ate them we left you some I was like you left me four I was gonna eat 20 <laughs> well that's sad for you because I ate like 40 <laughs> I was so bad I was legit I wasn't even funny I wasn't laughing at all I was so angry at them that I was like give me what's left on your plate I just kept thinking like I'm almost 33 and here I am cooking freaking pizza rolls and about to dip them in some ranch sauce. And this is my life right now. I like, this is my dinner. Life. Like, this is my dinner at 30, almost 33 years you old. You know why? Because you can't. Because you're a grown woman. And I still and like it. I can't <laughs> help it. When I was little, I used to daydream about being an adult just for the fact that I could eat what I wanted when I wanted. Now, it's like, as a kid, I don't have the metabolism I had back then. So, it's just not right. It's not fair. Because now I can but mm-hmm. I can't do it without, you know, getting a big sure. fupa sure. that unzips yeah. my pants in the middle of church. <coughs> oh, hello. <laughs> zoom, zoom tight. <laughs> that, that was Kyler. He was like, he like panicked just now. I wish I could have seen what just happened. It's like he knew it was coming and he knew we were recording. So he like threw his hands like, guys, <laughs> guys, the best about to happen. <laughs> People sneeze. It's fine. Well, everybody wait. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. listeners, are we okay? I like, think they're okay, off. Kyler. It seems it happens. I might gag. I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so that's something I was actually gonna talk about since I'm now a professional stand-up comedian, as you all may know. Tell us about it. How I did my, it go? I had my stand-up debut last weekend in Nashville. It was, or no, I guess it wasn't last weekend. I guess it was a whole week of day. So I saw your clip on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You talked about the nails, the, the nail clippings on your bed. Did you tell I Bill? totally told the story. Yes. Did you tell Josh, your um, husband? Well, he yeah, I told him that that's like my main story that I tell. It's like my favorite funny story. Uh, do the podcasters? I can't tell y'all though because um, we're doing so like we're doing this mom's not out tour. Basically, she's working on more dates, and so the the ones who are you know doing becoming regulars on the tour, you tell a lot of the same stories. So that's why you don't want people to record oh, okay. it and post it, and that's why I can't tell y'all the whole story. But, like, yeah, the clip kind of gave you a taste of my Sacro Walk. One of many. I mean, I've had many. One of my Sacro Walk moments where I freaked out over something. So, we're not going to give that away. But, yeah, I mean, it went really well. I was supposed to go on for 15, max 30 minutes. I was up there for 45 minutes. <laughs> Missing all the cues that it was time to wrap it up. I was in my zone. I was, it, was, it was so nerve-wracking, so scared. 
and you're gonna know one day because we're gonna do a mother we're oh, one it. of these days we're gonna have a mother crusher show or a tour or something but yeah I mean like it was everything I ever dreamed it would be it was a bucket list item that I had for a really long time and honestly at this point there's nothing else I have left that I've always wanted to do that I haven't done at least once. So I feel really great about that. Well, that's a pretty good darn feeling to have. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's very encouraging. And I hope like, I hope the listeners will be encouraged too. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your life, what's going on in your life or like, you know, how, if you feel exhausted and too busy or whatever, if there's something that you've always dreamed of doing, you need to make it happen. You need to figure out a way to take steps towards it because I was 31 when I began just taking teeny tiny little steps towards, you know, different dreams that I had since I was a kid. And I actually remember too, Corey, when you did it as well. And that was pursuing pursuing (laughs) photography. (laughs) When you were pursuing photography though, because I remember us having those conversations, how scared you were to leave your, um, you know, nine to five and your insurance and, and what was easy. It's like, it's so funny to me because the things that we think are the hard life mm-hmm. are actually the easier life because it's the typical normal what everyone does. Like get up, go to work, come home, get up, go to work, come home. And you might not like your job, but doing something risky is actually harder than doing that. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so like you took that step. And I remember I was so freaking proud of you when you told me you were doing it because I knew how much courage that took for you to take that risk and pursue something that you felt deep down that you were really good at, that you really loved and enjoyed that you were created for. And moms, you can, you can keep that nine to five if you need to. And on the side, pursue something that, you know, you feel really like makes your heart happy and really fills your soul soul up with joy or whatever it is for you, because it can happen. Like you can do it. If we can do it, you can do it. There's no reason you can't. Is it easy? No. Does it take so much effort and courage and a lot of steps forward and then a ton of steps backwards? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you can do it. It's possible. And I think like, for me, I just, I, I don't want to leave this world not having taken every step possible to pursue every passion I've ever had placed in my heart because you just get the one life. And so if we don't know when we're going to go and how we're going to go and when I go, I want to feel like I at least tried. I think it's also important to say that like you can pursue those passions and then it's not all like rainbows and freaking glitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like called crap sandwiches you have to right eat. You, there's always a crap sandwich you have to eat it has been such a journey for me guys like such a journey for me photography wise like when I first started I can tell you like I if somebody didn't um share what I posted mm-hmm. I thought oh god I need to stop I'm not good they don't like it I'm done right. like I'm done I need to I need to quit you know uh, those same people I thought like hated me and didn't share anything have come back to me like five times. It's just like people are different, you know, you get in your own head and, and also I've been so busy where it has been miserable. It has, mm-hmm. but you get through it. Like nothing is ever going to be like sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like, yeah. so don't have that in your head. Like, this is my dream. I've been doing it, but it's sucking right now. Well, you could be living your like absolute dream and it still is going to be so hard. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I think, 
I think that the fear of success is really so much stronger than the fear of failure. I don't think it's the fear of failure that keeps people from pursuing their dreams. I think it's the idea that you could actually do it. But if you're doing it, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. You have to work harder. You're going to have to sacrifice more. I think that's scarier. And I also think the idea of having to obtain this standard, like the better you are, you got to maintain that. And Mm -hmm. that is scary. Right. Because then you think... Did I, can I keep this up? Yes. 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 And I'm sure it's like that for you with, with your photos. Cause like right now, Corp is like one of the go-to girls in town for people to get their pictures done. I mean, like she's overwhelmingly busy all the time because she's really good at what she does. And, and then, and then, so it's like, she's living out something she's really created for and gifted at. And she's stressed out, super mm-hmm. stressed. All the yeah. Time. Like this yeah. One, when I quit my job in 2015, I was like, this is what I could have dreamed of being this busy, being this successful. This is what you it. wanted. This is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and now that I'm here, I'm like, Oh, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I'm you balancing. Your heart. It's balancing hard. is hard. Yeah. Balancing is hard. And I feel like that is where I struggle with. And I'm sure yeah. everybody, like we all have, have to balance. And that is a tough thing. To Both are hard. It's just that one fills your cup and one doesn't. Mm, yeah. One makes you feel like you're like living out your purpose and, and putting out into the world what you felt you were created for. And the other is not doing that for you. Mm-hmm. So you have to pick your heart. And, you know, you picked, you pick, I feel like you picked the rat hard and <laughs> you also don't know where, like where things are going to go and end up. And like, I mean, now we're here, we've got this podcast that we get to do. We get to pour into women this way. Uh, you've known me for so long. Like none of us ever thought that I'd get to doing the stuff I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the way things progress when you just take teeny tiny little steps and put yourself out there and face, you know, like just to be brave, just to be brave for that moment. And just to remember that bravery is not an absence of fear. It's feeling all that fear and doing it anyway. That's all it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, if you could have seen. So when we did this, this mom's not out this first one, Mm -hmm. me and Tiffany, y'all know Tiffany Jenkins from uh, Jiggling the Junkins. Um, (laughs) Told her I was gonna, so it's like uh, <laughs> juggling the junkets. It's juggling the junkets. <laughs> she misspelled my name on one of her things, so I was like, "I'm calling you juggling the junkets from now on." Um, but it was like, you know, it was our first time doing it. We were super nervous. I mean, like, I could, oh, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Nervous, yeah. Um, and because neither of us have ever done anything like that before, and there's not a single time that I've done a speech or done anything that I do put this book out. Like none of this stuff has happened without me feeling like I am going to have an absolute panic attack, like just so scared and nervous. And Dina Blizzard was the other lady there and she's a professional stand-up comedian. It's what she does for a living. This is, this is her job. This is her big girl, actual real job. And she goes to these little comedy clubs where, you know, they don't already know who you are and know that they love you. You have to walk up there, stand on this tiny little stage and make them laugh, earn your laughs. And, you know, I had to follow her. (laughs) So I'm like, I had to, I was halfway into watching her and I got so freaked out that I had to walk away and go into the little back room that we had and just sit in silence for the last probably 10 to 15 minutes of her set and just like feel all the feelings, you know? And, but then when the time came, it was like, you just have to jump. You just have to leap. You just have to go out there 
and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oddly enough, you get out there and it like crushed it. Like it just, what you were meant to do takes over. It takes over the fearful feelings. It takes over the nerves and, and you just, you shine because that's what you were made to do. You know what I mean? And it's oh, so yeah. scary. It's I so scary. It's such a like adrenaline rush. They, like so I, I live for that adrenaline rush. Yeah. I live for it. It's like the most nerve wracking. Yeah. It's the most nerve wracking feeling, but it's so gratifying. Mm-hmm. So different than when you're just like going through the motions. I mean, that was me. That's probably both of us, honestly, just going through the motions, you know, of mm-hmm. life, like mom and wife and go to bed, get up. And like every day felt so draining and exhausting. And I'm drained and exhausted right now, but I feel um, so happy with what I'm accomplishing each day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I feel full and then I felt totally empty. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Raising your kids is the most important thing you'll ever do. But when you have something else inside of you that you feel is not getting put out there, that you feel like you have this, that something you were called for, and you don't know what it is and you don't know how to figure out what that is. It's really mm-hmm. hard to have that just pure joy and happiness that is so possible in life. And then you start taking these, I mean, for me, the tiniest step was telling people I wanted to speak, which was super scary because everyone looks at you like, what? What do you have to say? (laughs) Yeah. Like, who are you? (laughs) What are you going to say? But it was just like putting it out there and then you get a few little tiny little opportunities to do it and you do it and you come off. I remember the first time I did it, my hands were so sweaty. I thought the mic was going to fall through them. I thought everyone could see how bad I was shaking because the mic, I could see the mic shaking. And, but then you come off stage and everyone goes, no, it's great. You did great. And you feel this adrenaline. Like, I can't wait to do it again. Mm -hmm. It was the most horrifying thing in the whole world. And I can't wait to do it again. Mm -hmm. And I think, and what, and yours was probably just what, turning your dang 30 day notice in, or what was it like two day notice? Hey guys, I decided I'm going to be a photographer. No, mine is like orchestrating a dang photo shoot. You think in your head, you get people to look at you and say, cheese. No, they're looking at you like, where am I supposed to stand? And they're looking at you like, please get my children to smile. They're looking at get you my like, best angle. Yeah. Like yeah. let's make this pleasant. It is a complete show. The whole mm-hmm. thing is a complete show. And you're the director. And I'm the director. And probably um, the most nervous I ever was was doing my first wedding. like Mm, Because that's such a big day. Because it's a huge deal. And, uh, oh, gosh, you can't mess that up. You know, you can't mess that up. There's no do-over. And there's always, like, those people, those, like, really assertive people in the family that are, like. Who have a vision. They're, like, what are we doing next? What do you want us to do? And they're, like, kind of, like, snooty about it. I'm telling you, they're in every single wedding I've ever done. (laughs) Every single wedding I've ever done. (laughs) And, like, now, me now, because I've done them, Mm -hmm. I'm, like. Assertive. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down, cousin Sally. You're the bride whisperer. Like <laughs> I got the bridesmaid this. whisperer. You know, but like it <laughs> took a while, and and that was the problem. That was probably the most nervous I've ever been. Yeah, and you know, it's it's all like I put myself out there so much. It yeah. is my art that I am selling to you, and if you don't like it. That kills me. But so, that is by far the greatest demonstration of courage 
for someone to be vulnerable. That is, I mean, that's courageous. Vulnerability is courageous. And it's also very admirable. And it's, it's possible for anyone to do it. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do it. And I think so many women just allow themselves to think it's just not possible for me. And I thought that at one time. I'm sure you thought that at one time. And the thing is, it is. It totally is. And, and I just want to encourage our listeners to go for it, man. Like whatever it is you want to do, go for it. Just see what happens. I mean, what's the, you know, the thing is like, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out. You go back to doing what you were doing before. Big deal. You were already doing that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. And, um, you know, that understanding that failure is the only way you're going to learn how to become the best version of yourself. You have to be willing to fail. And, uh, that's like with the, I mean, with the book and writing, I get people asking me all the time about writing. People asking me for advice, people who want to write themselves, asking me where to start, how to do it. And every single person who's ever wrote a book will tell you the same thing is you just have to start writing. You just have to put pen to paper or you have to put your fingers on the keyboard and you just have to start mumbling until that mumbling turns into a message. And it, eventually it will, but you just have to start. And so many people distract themselves thinking they have to know exactly how to get started, exactly how to do it. They have to have this plan in place and that's just preventing them from ever actually starting. And so you just have to start. I, and I tell them, Google it, just Google it. That's what everyone does. I Googled it. How do, how do you write a book? <laughs> Google. <laughs> I Googled how to write a book. Google top 10 tips for writing a book. Um, all of it. You, that's, that's like, what who doesn't does. do that. Mm-hmm. Everyone that's, that's what you do. And there's no secret sauce. There's no big, uh, big, great, you know, thing that somebody who's wrote one knows that you don't. We're all on that kind of same playing field. So, um, something. <laughs> Kyra was just like, stop rubbing your foot. I was rubbing my foot. It's like, waving the eyes, like, stop it. You can hear everything on these mics. They are so amazing. Um, you know, I was also kind of wanting to talk about like something I've been struggling with, which is my oldest daughter, whom I love so much. Who's at the other side of the door listening to you? I don't know she is. I love her so much. She's amazing. She's creative. She's artistic. And she has so many gifts. She, um, she's like a deep thinker. She's a very deep thinker. And she struggles with like um, social. anxiety, social anxiety, very, very badly. Like, um, and I've known it forever. I don't know. I've known it since the day she turned one, to be honest. Like, yeah. to the, to, since the day that she could show any kind of like, um, expressions or whatever, you know, or talk, I, I've known it. And, um, it's been so hard for me lately because she wants to do sports and she's good. She's good at them in practice, mm-hmm. right? You, you get her out there in a game and she kind of freezes and she, uh, reacts very, she holds herself to she, this impossible standard. That, yeah. And, and so like last weekend, um, you could just see it in her face. She was out there and she was just miserable and she was mad because she missed a serve. Yeah. We were playing volleyball and, uh, then a ball came over and like hit her in the head and then she just melted, she right. just melted. And, uh, I'm sitting there like, it's okay. It's okay. You're fine. You're fine. And I, and I can see the parents across like you know we've had been in sports for many years and uh it's always kind of been this way and I could see them like 
whispering. And I know they're like, oh, this is how she is. You know, like, I know it. Yeah. And I'm like, it, I'm not mad at them. Like, I'm not mad at them. Yeah. But it, it hurts my heart right. so bad because, like, you don't understand. Like, my baby wants to be out there. Yeah. And, like, and she could be if she could just get past this blockage yeah. of anxiety that is holding her back you know and you and can't do any, you can't help her you can't do anything. I don't know what to do and you've seen it like yeah, you've seen, seen it. it firsthand this is not me being dramatic this no, is not me there's something it's definitely it's there I feel like too though it's so hard for us as uh parents mothers to watch your kids going through these things that are really truly going to be the things as adults that mm -hmm. really kind of shape their character and it's the ones who have these struggles who end up growing up to really be able to use those experiences to be a right. better person to have like for example that teacher you know my middle child struggles really struggles hard with reading I think she might be slightly dyslexic and the teacher though who works really well with her didn't couldn't read till she was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And because of that, she's super passionate and so good with working with the kids and has helped my daughter grow leaps and bounds. So it's like as an eighth grader, she was probably, you know, miserable because of this thing she was having trouble with and what she was facing. But as an adult, it's the exact thing that helps that her helps be her. successful at what yes. she does. Yeah. It's we crafted her for a purpose. Right. And that's what it's like, but as a mom, it's hard. It's so hard. And yeah. so, like, I had this epiphany the other day, and I was like, you know, Benny loves writing, and she loves drawing. She's amazing at both, you know. And I was like, hey, you, you know, listen, I know that you had a lot of feelings at this game we had. I know that you have a lot of feelings every day that you find hard to talk to me about, to talk to anybody about. And I was like, what if you and I? wrote a children's book about other kids that are feeling these exact same things that you are feeling. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that could really help somebody yes. that you could, you could help somebody sweetie that like feels like you do. Yeah. And, and she didn't like, she didn't respond. Mm -hmm. She just sat there until I was like, Oh, did I just like F up? Did I just F up? Like, did <laughs> I just like go too far with it? And she was like, so I say, Benny, would you want to do that? She didn't say anything. I said, Benny, are you mad? Is it okay? Like, do you want to do that? And she just goes, I'll do it. <laughs> it's like, yes. And so she's been like very into that. Like she'll talk to me every day. Like, let's write down, let's write down some things, mom. You know, that's so great for her too, though, because um, the most important thing I think for anyone to know is that they're not alone. Yes. And I think it's real easy to feel like you're the only one, especially like in class when you're younger, mm -hmm. you are the only one in the class who seems to be having that issue. It makes you feel even more isolated and her doing that. And even you just saying that lets her know that there are other kids who, and honestly, like my oldest is very similar to yours. And, and I, but this year, particularly, I noticed um, that it seemed to be, a little stronger with Benny with the um 
shutting down, Mm -hmm. shutting down so quickly. Cause mine gets, she gets social anxiety, like where she doesn't want attention. And if someone, if all the attention gets put on her all of a sudden and she's not in control of it, she will have an absolute panic attack where she can't breathe. She cries uncontrollably in a way that makes you think like she just lost an arm or something like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's got you like freaking out. Like, are you okay? And she has to be taken to a room by herself where she can calm down for five or 10 minutes and then she'll come back out and she's okay. And it's little things, it's random things with her. Um, and, and I think it's just nice for them to know, you know, like if people say, what would you have told yourself when you were younger? I would have wanted to be reassured that I'm not the only one right. feeling this way or dealing with these things. Cause you know, isolation is one of the worst parts of it when you're struggling with something. And she's definitely not the only, I mean, I bet you there's so many moms listening to this right now. Like that's my child. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So even with you having, talking about what you're going through, Vinny is probably helping other mothers too, who are dealing with the same thing, just knowing that they're not alone and having children who are struggling like this and the feelings they have about it. So it's just like, that's the beauty and the struggle is the way we can help each other through it, you know? And not keep it secret. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about it, being open about it, being vulnerable. It's, I mean, that's, you know, that's why we do what we do, right? Yeah, girl. So can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see this video? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's this video. There's this video. And I just want to end it on this note because it's so funny. And do you ever have a video um, that gets you so tickled that for like probably a good solid 10 minutes after you're done watching it, you can't stop thinking about it. And you like, okay, this video had me laughing so hard. I really thought my soul might leave my body. I had to get up and walk around, like walk it, walk the laugh off Mm -hmm. because I was like this, I got to stop. I got to stop. My stomach's starting to hurt. I'm crying. There's (laughs) (laughs) What is it? It's this mom. There's like three moms sitting on a pallet with their babies, and the mom in the middle's baby all the oh rolls off to hell. (laughs) (laughs) This baby is rolling down the hill, and all the dads just stand there. The mom's like finally gets up and like slides down, like she's catching a fumble, like. story to look back and tell like later on (laughs) and to have video proof of it you know it was just like I laughed I could not stop laughing but then I I started going through the comments and were they terrible they had me laughing even harder because they were like putting all these situations to it so like one person was like that baby said she's cooking greens tonight I'm out I'm gonna roll out Somebody put that song on there and like played it. <laughs> then I started laughing at the fact that I was laughing about it. Yeah, and I was like kind of bad, but like the baby's fine. We all know the babies are yeah. fine. Like if you have more than one kid, you're like they're fine. But like they're what? What kid? Like every parent goes through that situation. Like yeah. everybody has like that ridiculous situation where your baby's like rolling down the damn hill. <laughs> hey, hey, you remember that time? You remember that time you rolled down that hill? <laughs> you were like, no, you don't, but I 
funny. Dad didn't even care. <laughs> they just stood there with their red cups, like, oh, look, there goes my baby down the hill. <laughs> look, oh, look at my wife, look. Oh, so she can't run. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, well, that was such a good episode, I thought, with so many good, like, encouraging stories. I just wanted to throw that last little <laughs> laughing bit in there because it was really funny. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. So anyway, thank y'all so much for tuning in once again to another episode of the Mother Crushers podcast. We love you all so much. We do. Thank you for being patient with us. We are busy right now, but we have not forgotten about you. And we are going to keep sending you videos. (laughs) We're working on getting some vlogs put up, some actual record vlogs. Um, so there's stuff we're working on, but until then, just keep tuning in to all the podcast episodes and letting us know, give us your feedback, give us some good ratings, share them, like share, 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 and we will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>